when someone you respect and admire realizes a dream come true, when someone has been created by God with multiple gifts, when that someone has been true to an inner call and she casts her lot with the church, and then others bear witness to the spirit, to the gifts that are offered, when these all come together, it is worth a celebration in worship. It is worth a party like none other. And if anyone knows how to soar in worship, if anyone knows how to celebrate with a party, it's our friend, our sister, our colleague, our pastor, Susan Lynn Conrad, the woman we call Sue. Today is a day marked by joyful celebration, a day marked with spoken commitment, spoken in sacred vow, spoken as promise in the presence of loved ones. We who are present here and those present there, saints we call them, your grandmother Shantz, your friend Alicia Showalter Reynolds. No longer with us, gone on before us, seen and not seen, but we're all bearing witness. This day, marked by the presence of the Holy One among us, the Holy One, your Creator, Sue, the one who has named and called you precious, honors, and loves you. This day, a day unlike any other day, when we with you remove our shoes in astonishment, in amazement. The Holy One within and around us Bidden or not bidden is always present. It is in the name of Jesus, the Holy One, in whose name we have gathered, the one in whose presence we now find and know ourselves. The great host, the great hostess, stands among us, bids us welcome. It's like a thin place, some people say. You feel that you can just reach out and touch God. On such an occasion as this, I recall the story of a pastor from our Franconia conference, Ortel Wiggum. Ortel was ordained to ministry more than 25 years ago here in the Lancaster Conference at a church in Reading. And at the time of his ordination, the lot was used as a means of calling and ordaining. And he was among other men who were in the lot that day. And Ortel chose the book, the Bible, with the small slip of paper designating the call. And his mother was present at this service. And she didn't quite understand the uniqueness of such a service and the procedure for such a calling. And so we're told at the conclusion of the service, she ran up the aisle and she said to Ertel, you won, you won. 
Well, when a pastor is called, as you have been called to, when the bearing of witness to the spirit within you has been recognized, has been named by others, we may not say you won, you won. But yet, in our eyes, you have won. This is a pivotal time in your life when we, in one voice, bless and soar with you. For with you, we have waited, waited for this day to come. And like Esther of old, we believe, we believe you have been birthed, born for such a time as this. If I were to give a title to today's meditation, it would be with a little alliteration, Soil, Seeds, Sermons, and Sue. This ordination, the ordination for Christian ministry, is about authenticating and authorizing, about blessing Sue for the ministry of nurturing the soil. It is not that she began this process. For preparing the soil has been going on here, has been done by others over the years since 1879, the first Mennonite congregation in downtown Lancaster. This, then, is good soil here. Others have tended the soil, creating the space for Sue's planting and rootedness here. But now Sue is called to tend this soil, to sow the seed, in her preaching and teaching, in worship leading and prayer, and pastoral care shepherding. She is sowing seeds of compassion, love, and wisdom from the scriptures that will guide people in their lives. Sue is serving as the sower, following the example of Jesus the sower, sowing on behalf of Jesus and the world. And as the scriptures say elsewhere, God has chosen to put the gospel in earthen vessels. Sue is that earthen vessel. God is using this earthen vessel to be the sower of the seed, the tender of the soil. And the story from the gospel according to Luke is also recorded by Matthew and Mark, but only Luke notices and includes the women disciples. Luke, writing this moving story of Jesus preaching, places himself among the men and the named women, the followers of Jesus, women whose lives were touched by Jesus, women likely not readily received by others, Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Susanna, and many others, Luke tells us. These ordinary women become extraordinary women, believing first, then following, and as they follow, learning, learning to trust. Women financially stable, supporting Jesus, contributing from their own finances. In this story, like a pastor, Jesus' goal was to draw the hearers into active, discerning, listening, and growing understanding that anyone who has ears to hear, hear, Jesus says. Like women and men of old, we are now privileged to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God. The sower, that's the pastor, 
within the community of faith. The seed is God's message. The message Sue preaches. This message falls on all kinds of people in different stages of their lives, in the highs and the lows, the joys and the laments, in the predictable and the unpredictable, for every color and nationality, every tongue, every tribe. The pastor proclaims the good news, the secrets of God's kingdom, and the secret is invitational. All are invited to see the face of God, to be part of the reign of God, to join in the greatest movement unlike any other. The message of a hospitable God with open arms, welcoming and beckoning every child, woman and man in Lancaster and every city and suburb, every country and nation from the east to the west, from the north to the south. This contagious message is sown. And Sue, as preacher, as caregiver, empowers others to spread the seeds, to tend the weak, to tend the strong, the old and the young, those searching and seeking, those who believe and those who want to believe, those who doubt and those who trust the pastor an earthen vessel called to follow, called to carry the mantle, called to be the face of God with, e- with eyes and ears to see and hear as God sees, as God hears, with a heart to love as God loves. I once asked my friend, Ann Stuckey, an experienced pastor, what is most important in pastoring? To love your congregation, she told me. Tell them they are loved and tell them often. Anne's no longer with us. Tragically killed instantly in a car accident. But in my pastoring today, when I get very quiet, I can hear Anne saying, men, love your congregation. Sue, Love your congregation. So how does a pastor, an earthen vessel, love her congregation? How does the pastor tend the soil, nurture the garden entrusted to her? But more importantly, how does she tend the soil of her own life, keep her soil moist and receptive to the fresh new winds of the spirit? going to offer four simple words of counsel. Look in the mirror. Remember who you are. Many others will try to tell you who you are. It may be helpful or not so helpful. So read Isaiah 43 often. Claim you are God's beloved daughter called to this awesome role. Create a good soil file. Place words of affirmation in an easily accessible file. And when you forget who and whose you are, read the words of blessing and dance with joy. Seek higher ground. When conflicts and misunderstandings arise, as they do in any congregation, stand on a table or stand on a chair. It's amazing 
how one can gain new perspective. And remove your shoes often. Never cease being astonished and amazed. Notice God's creative acts in your life and in the lives of others. See and feel the thin places. For these past four years, you as a congregation have provided good soil in which Sue has been nurtured as a pastor. Before coming to you, Sue had been tended and nurtured in good soil in other settings and the parenting she received from Jim and Mary Alice by the strong family ties with siblings, beloved nieces and nephews. In the Blooming Glen congregation, her home church, as a denominational leader in her preparation and training in seminary and in more recent years nurtured well as I was in the Belmont congregation in Elkhart, Indiana, where participating in the Lord's Supper was offered frequently as a joyful feast of remembrance and celebration, where the anointing with oil was a common worship ritual for the well and not so well, where the holy oil ran down our faces like the oil that ran down Aaron's beard. While Sue today will take the vows of commitment to keep tending the soil of her life and growing in her capacity to be a good pastor, you as a congregation will also receive a charge to be the kind of soil, the type of community, where she can flourish in ministry. May the Holy One grant both Sue and each of you the grace to be receptive soil for the living seed God wishes to share with you. And may you have eyes to see as Jesus sees, ears to hear as Jesus hears, and a heart to love as Jesus loves. Amen.